Hey, Boyd Barrett again. I am uh, excited to introduce you to the um, composer of the soundtrack for Come and See, Brian Hunley. We're going to have a conversation with him in just a minute. Um, of course, uh, some of you know that when I began the process of Come and See, Dane Leonardson was uh, going to be doing the um, uh, the world building and the soundtrack. Dane is an extremely talented audio drama producer. And um, when we were getting started with Come and See, uh, Dane got uh, an opportunity uh, that he couldn't turn down. So I was faced with the uh, decision of whether to put the whole thing on hold or uh, take up the, the duties of producing the the drama and all the, the world building myself and then finding someone else to do the soundtrack. Well, finding someone else to do the soundtrack was the easy uh, decision because Brian Hunley had, had done my soundtrack for uh, Roswell, B.C. Uh, I've known Brian for many, many years, great friend and very uh, gifted musician. So uh, he was able to, to take over that part and then I just decided to go ahead and, and do the uh, the production myself and uh, have enjoyed every minute of it. So anyway, here's, uh, here's my conversation with Brian, who will be able to tell you a little bit about uh, how the process of the, the soundtrack for Come and See uh, has happened. All right. Hello, Brian. Hi. <laughs> All right, so uh, Brian Hunley has joined me, and uh, of course, as you know, he is the um, composer for the soundtrack for Come and See, and um, just wanted to talk to him a little bit about maybe his background and some of his thoughts about the about the uh, the production and and why he's doing some of the things he's doing. So, uh, Brian, tell us these a lot of these people have never heard of you, so. Tell them a little bit about your background. So uh, when I was six years old, my mother uh, turned around in the car. We were traveling back home from visiting some relatives. Turned around in the car and she said, by the way, I signed you up for piano lessons. I was like, okay, six-year-old, you know, never thought about doing that before. Um, changed my life. So, uh, you know, I started taking piano lessons at six and did music all the way through, you know, elementary, middle, high school, did all the things, choir, band. Um, you know, solos, ensembles, everything. Um, loved it so much. I went to college, got my degree in vocal performance, and uh, have been fortunate enough to uh, do music um, as a career most of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, been I've I've done um, music in church as a music minister, and I'm currently the choral director at a high school. Uh huh. Yeah. And we, you know, the thing is, you and I have a, <laughs> a long, yes. a long history. Yeah, we've, we we've done projects together. We've worked together in, in church situations. We've worked, you know, on, on all kinds of things. So, uh, it was, it was a natural thing for me to, to look to you to, to come in and, and, uh, fill the need I had for, for a soundtrack for Come and See. And, you know, the, it, it's also, Good that you you have a, also a love for the person and and life of Jesus. So I knew that, and and I knew you would you would treat the 
the project with uh, with respect and love. So try, try to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really believe you have. So you know, I once I I gave you you know I, I let you hear the the first little bit of it, and uh, you know you came back to me and said, okay, I, you know this is this is what I'm seeing. What what were your first impressions? Well, when you first talked to me about it, um, I was thinking, okay, film score level track, um, you know, mood music, um, you know, beds, uh, things that would really enhance what was going on. So I was just thinking a movie for the ears. Um, so I had some ideas in mind. And then when I heard the initial rough cut that you gave me, I was like, you know, less is more in this situation. Um, you've done such a great job with how uh, it sounds authentic, you know, and, and it really takes the listener and puts them there in the situation. I felt like that if I did too much music, it would detract from that and it would lose its authenticity. It would become more commonplace, for lack of a better word. And so after after thinking about it, is I, I really thought that all we needed was just some, some music um, over the beginning and the end to introduce it and then just transition music and and uh, came and talked to you and, and uh-huh. you agreed and so that's the yeah. direction we yeah, went. Yeah, because I, I was thinking that same thing, you know, beforehand. I was thinking, you know, we, we need those beds because that's typically what you see or what you hear with an audio drama uh, or even with a movie, you know, you have those things. But, but then when you came to me and said, you know, we, if, if you want the realistic feel, if you want to have somebody feel like they're in the scene, I mean, they're not going to hear music in the right. <laughs> when when, you, when you're just going through life, unless you turn on the radio, you're not hearing a, a background. You don't necessarily have a soundtrack to your life. So it, it that resonated with me, and I thought, you know, that that really does take it to a, a different a different kind of level. It's not uh, we we want somebody to be able to feel immersed in the scene and not be distracted by anything else. Right. And and even some of the things you've done, like uh, you know the the bugs mm-hmm. flying by in the in the background and and the people walking, all that. I, I felt like that if there was music there, all of that would kind of get lost. Right. And would be covered up. And and right. and I think that's what makes it special is all of those little things that places the listener there. Yeah, and I believe you're exactly right. So uh, as far as the style of the of what you eventually came up with, where where was that coming from? What what were you thinking? Well, I have to be honest that, you know, traditional Hebrewic music is not something that I'm super familiar with. Um, so when once you first came and talked to me, I started listening um, to, you know, I went online and, and Googled and and started listening to um, traditional Hebraic music and, um, you know, just different performers, different genres, and um, try to get a, a taste of what that type of music is. Um, some of it is very rhythmic, but some of it is, is arrhythmic and, and has an asymmetric beat. Um, so I really thought that in at least the opening music that it would be good to go with an asymmetric beat um, just to kind of make it non-Western. You know, Mm -hmm. I've I've been immersed in Western music my whole life, you know, and and, um, 
so I wanted to make it something that was not typical of what I would do. So I actually did it in a 5-4 meter and, um, you know, tried to just have more of a, um, just a free-flowing kind of rhythm more than, than a 4-4 four, four or a 6-8 or a 3-4 kind of feel. So that's what that is. So there's a 5-4 meter to it. And, um, you know, for those that aren't musicians, um, three beats a measure, four beats a measure, and six beats a measure are what most music, musicians are used to. There are some two beat and some other things, um, but those were the ones that, that we're familiar with. Um, five beats to measure is very unusual, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially in common music. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're, you know, if you're into performing um, orchestra music or choral music that is more upper level, there are some 5-4 meters, but it's, it's kind of obscure. So, um, you know, the count is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And so when you do music in that, in that rhythm, um, <clears throat> it, it, there's not a, a real definitive beat that the ear can lock onto. So I thought that that would be really good to do, so that's why I went with a 5-4 meter. And, um, you know, unfortunately... You know, I'm in, I'm in New Mexico, so there's not a lot of people who play traditional instruments from the Middle East. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I don't know of anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I couldn't go that route. I would have loved to been able to bring in people who play that, um, but I didn't know of anybody. So so it's um, entirely digital then. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. So uh, you know, there there are some strings. Yeah, yeah, there is a string section sound to it. Um, so I did incorporate Western instruments or Western sounding instruments, but I tried to have the feel and the flavor be more of what the music would have been like 2,000 years ago in the Middle East. So All right. Yeah, well, I mean, I couldn't be more pleased. It, uh, it, I, every time I listen to it, I'm, it just makes me happy that it fits. Mm-hmm. I think it really fits the, the mood of what I want Come and See to be. Uh, so uh, the uh, we're almost to the end of the first volume. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we're planning, we were just talking before we got on the mics here, uh, for the other two volumes, the, the, the basic soundtrack, the, the opening, the closing will, will remain the same, but, but we, we may do some new things with some interludes uh, that will give a different feel to mm-hmm. each volume. Right. Uh, because, you know, right now, th- this first volume, they're really just being introduced to him, and, you know, that's uh, just starting. Second volume gets a little bit more into it and a little bit more into the intrigue, the the drama of it, the the, the, the danger that's coming. Um, and then, of course, the third volume is going to be centered around the big event, mm-hmm. which is the the death and, of course, the resurrection. So... Um, uh, you know, it, it, I, I want them to have a little different feel, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think you do too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I was thinking this next volume, I'll probably go more acoustic, um, and and um, more of or less digital. And then that third volume, I, I'm I'm thinking in respect to all that's going on, it'll probably be more intense and bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of what I have. In, 
envisioned. Yeah. Although yeah. I haven't written any of it yet, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there. Well, yeah. there's some, there's a whole lot that I haven't written of, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on that second volume, just mm-hmm. writing the script and, and, uh, but it's, it's amazing because the story's there, you know, and, and I, of course I love the story so much, but the, the story's already there. It's just envisioning the context of it mm-hmm. and, and how these characters are, are reacting. Um, and I'm, I'm loving it, and I so appreciate your your role in this. Uh, one thing I, you know, we didn't mention it the first. Uh, you also were the, uh, or are the uh, the composer for the soundtrack for another audio drama that I did in the past few years called Roswell, B.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I loved the 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 feel of that because basically I just gave you, hey, this is a. It's going to be sci-fi, but it's also going to have kind of a noir right. thing with the old detective type feel. And you put something together that really, <laughs> really worked. Yeah, so, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, you know, um, I appreciate all the th- You know, we again, we've worked together on other projects. So I always appreciate working with you. And it's, it's a joy. So sure. thanks for coming and sharing. Sure. My pleasure. All right. <laughs>